happened a couple of years ago. It says, during the worship on Friday night, and he was ministering in another country, I saw an angel coming an angel coming into the meeting in the spirit. One angel walked straight up to me and handed me a ring in the spirit and said, there are some in attendance today who have lost rings and even jewelry, but I have been sent to return it to them. Isn't that interesting? That he's interested in, in the things that we've physically lost. He handed me a ring in my hand. I stood up and decreed and declared the word. And yesterday, a precious woman who had followed our ministry for some time now stood up in the meeting and told the people that she had went home the next day and the ring that she had lost many years ago just suddenly manifested in her home. She later told me that she didn't go searching for that ring and it literally just manifested, just showed up. So today, I decree and declare whatever the enemy has stolen from you that was precious and priceless will be returned into your hands this week in Jesus' name. I release angels on assignment to retrieve your stuff by fire and power. So receive it now in Jesus' name. And there have been many things that have been stolen from us. Has there not? I mean, whether it's physical or um, there's even been spiritual things that's been stolen from us. So, Lord, I thank you for that word. And it, you gave that lady her ring back. And I just pray that he will give back to you the things that have been stolen from you. Nothing's too hard for our God. Nothing is too hard for him. So I just say welcome to you again. Um, two weeks from today, I just want to uh, tell you we have a guest coming, uh, Steve Youngblood. He's been here before. He uh, lives near Branson. He's been a pastor for many years. I guess he still is pastor. He has a church called Cedar Valley. Um, anyway, he's going to come stay the day with us on Sunday. He'll be here on that Sunday. I guess that's July the 11th, I think. Um, Sunday morning, he'll be here. And then um, Sunday evening at 6, we're going to have a meal. And you all are going to provide it. <laughs> Please? <laughs> I'm asking, if you will. No, we're just going to kind of have a potluck and ask everybody to sign up and bring something. There's a sign-up sheet out front. So um, just something pretty simple, sandwiches and stuff. But uh, we thought it'd be good to get together and have a meal together. We haven't done that in a while. And then Steve will be ministering then again that evening. So I just wanted to mention that to you. And we have some other things lined up for the rest of the year, but um, that's the next greatest best thing that's going to happen other than next Saturday we're celebrating David and Judy's anniversary so we're looking forward to that so that's at one o'clock here so and they invited everyone if you wanted to attend you need to let Judy know she's got to throw another chicken leg in the pot or something for it make sure she's got enough food for everybody so anyway um I think that's all that I was supposed to announce so uh we're going to go ahead and stand and Byron, why don't you just bring the, why don't y'all just bring the buckets up and just bring them up and if you will, and let's just have a March offering this morning. So let's all stand and we're going to bring our offerings up and just the guy, or y'all, if y'all just want to stand here and hold them, whatever, however y'all want to do it, but, and then shake somebody's hand and welcome them. So join me in prayer. Lord, we are grateful that we can give back to you this morning. We are so thankful that we are so blessed to uh, be able just to give back our tithes, not only our tithes, but Lord, our offerings. We have, we are a blessed nation. Lord, we are a blessed people, and we just want to honor you this morning. And just like that rain has been pouring down on us, Lord, I I know that you are financially raining down on us, and we just give back to you, and we bless you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Just come bring your offerings to the Lord, and then uh, shake somebody's hand. Say hello.
Well, thank you for giving. You can be seated. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. <clears throat> or Canadians here. God's got something for you. you. I'm sure you've already received something. This rain's something, isn't it? We've had about four and a half inches in the two days. <clears throat> it's really a blessing for the land. I'm telling you, you don't, you don't know what a blessing that is on the, the ranching, farming industry and how much we are dependent on that more than we think about every day. <clears throat> Do you read Proverbs today? Proverbs talks a lot about wisdom and knowledge. Today's the 27th. I'm, I remember years ago, years ago, when they still bailed hay in little bales. <clears throat> And uh, at that time, I was reading the Proverbs at the breakfast table. And Dixie said something about um, what I was going to do. And uh, she said, well, sounds like you're going to be putting up hay. It says hay appears in uh, King James. And I said, well, it's a little bit early. It's, it's a little bit early yet for the prairie hay in Oklahoma. I said that. And I got a phone call from a guy. And he said, you wouldn't want to buy some good hay, would you? And it was Bermuda and Lespedeza. And I think I bought 2,700 bales or something. It was some of the best hay I ever had. But I always think about that. Proverb said, the hay appears. I didn't really get all the message, but it appeared. <clears throat> Proverb says... Uh, Call wisdom your sister, understanding your best friend. We, don't we need wisdom and understanding? We need knowledge. You know what this is? Is it a tomato or a tomato? Tomato, I agree. Is it a fruit or a vegetable? Now, for years, I would have debated that with you. But knowledge says it's a fruit. You know what wisdom says? Wisdom says don't put it in a fruit salad. Now, remember that wisdom and knowledge. There's a difference in it. God's good. Uh, God is good. Maybe you've read this, but when God wanted to create fish, He spoke to the sea. When He wanted to create trees, He spoke to the earth. But when God wanted to create man, He turned to Himself. Then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Now, if you notice, <clears throat> if you take a fish out of the water... It will die. But when you remove a tree from the soil, it will die. Likewise, when man is disconnected from God, he dies. God is our natural environment. We were created to live in His presence. We have to be connected to Him. But it is, cause it is only in Him that life exists. Let's stay connected to God we recall that water without fish is still water. But fish without water is nothing. The soil without a tree is still soil. But the tree without soil is nothing. God without man is still God. But man without God is nothing. We're more dependent on him than we know. You need him just as much today 
as the day, the biggest emergency you've ever had. No one knows what's on their schedule. We just trust our God to lead us and uh, get us through these things. And we need to keep praying for our country. <clears throat> you know, of all the nations, only one I know of that their economy grew in 2020. You know who that was? China. Everybody else's was down. They've had the biggest first quarter this year in history. They've grew about, I believe it's 20, 21%, which is astronomical. I'm telling you, they're on the move. But God has got a church, and He's got a plan, and He's got a great church in China also. But we need to keep praying for this nation. We need to keep praying for this government and believing God for revival and changes in this land. We need to believe that. We, we have allowed it to get away. My generation's let it get away. And these kids aren't going to have grow up in the same time that you and I, we adults, have grew up in. So keep praying. Keep praying for our nation. <clears throat> Well, you know, sometimes in Scripture, it'll talk about they were going to battle, and who'd they send first? They sent Judah first a lot of times. So, Lord, we send Judah first. Now, that doesn't just mean they were singers, because there's a lot of singers and there's a lot of singers. But those people that went forth were not only great singers, they were great prayer warriors and intercessors and knew what was going on. And that's who they sent first. And I, I want to talk a little bit about worship this morning as we get started here. <clears throat> what, what is worship to you? What do you think about? It's got to be more than three songs in church. I know a new church is starting in Owasa and I saw they had an ad up and it said uh, wanting some volunteer praise leaders that can lead fast praise music something like that Angie said good luck on that and we usually relate it to our singing in church but the definition one definition of worship is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration Adoration for a deity. For a deity. So there's a lot of people that worship a deity. I mean, your job can be a deity. Your family. Your career. Uh, your horse. What you like to do. There's a lot of things can, can get to be uh, a god in your life. But when we're talking about worship, we're talking about worshiping the God of all gods, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the great I Am, our King, the Lord Jesus. Your work, say your work, should be your worship. Everything we do, we've got to keep God involved in it. Why would you want to, if you're a believer and you've declared Him Lord of your life, why would you want to do something apart from Him? We need, we need to keep Him involved uh, in everything. Your work should be your worship. Worship is really means getting in to Father's presence. We sang a song about being in the Father's house. One of my... The greatest story to me of a father's love is the prodigal story. Prodigal. He, he committed the sins. He disrespected his father. He left. But, you know, he come to an end of himself. Sometimes you have to let somebody come to an end of themselves before you can help them. And he wanted to just come back and be a hired hand. But when his father saw him, to me, one of the greatest parts of that story, the father was looking for him. 
It's not like they're sitting around wondering whatever happened to old what's-his-name that used to be here. No, he was looking for him. And when he saw him, he, he didn't shame him. Bless God, I told you you better not go there. No, he didn't do that. He ran to him and loved him. Put the best robe on him. He treated him like royalty. He treated him like he'd never been gone, but he was so glad to have him back that he celebrated him coming back. Is that not a picture? That is meant to be a picture of Father God's love for us. And you're not the only one that's been a prodigal sometime or other. We all have been. And he loves us. All the promises are yea and amen. They're for us. But we've got to get to know him. We've got to get to know them. I'm still enjoying. Uh, John uh, Hill gave us a book on Psalms 91. I'm enjoying studying that. That's, that's a good book. Because it talks about what God has for us. See, everything God has is not in heaven. Heaven will be great. But meanwhile, down here is where I need help. Today is the day when you need help. He's the God of the now. Now. He, wants, he will help us now. He does help us now. He's believing He's doing everything you're really believing Him to do. He's doing everything I'm believing Him to do. Lord, we bless you. Worship. You know, um, there's the natural and then there's the spiritual. The natural is first, then the spiritual. We're a natural being. And then when we're born again, we become, our spirit gets saved. The flesh doesn't. Your soul doesn't. You have to discipline that and teach it and bring, bring it in. But most of the songs you sing, and I, I know my dad, when contemporary Christian music first came out, he said, I don't like that contemporary crap. You know why we have trouble with new songs? We're familiar with the old. Come on, let me tell you, they're familiar to your soul. And we, we're, I challenge you to come be here at 1030 and let these songs lead and fill, teach, grow your spirit, man. Your soul, you're, you're taking care of your soul area. See, the Bible says, you have a spirit and a soul. said the word of God can even divide them. Your spirit man needs to be built up. There's a, even a line that says, we've got to quit singing them old songs. We've got to learn some new songs. We uh, read a line in the song this morning that says, dry bones sing new songs. So when you think about, there's nothing wrong. I, I grew up on songs. My dad was a singer, a cowboy singer. I, I can tell you lots of old cowboy songs. They're good songs. But they're, for, they're, they're good because they're for my soul. I still like to listen to some of the old country gospel because you know what? That's. That kind of perks my soul up. But it doesn't grow your spirits, what I'm trying to tell you. There's a difference. And our spirit person is the one that's going to perceive and understand and see, and the gifts are going to function more through than in your soul area. So we've got to grow the spirit man. We send our kids to school to educate them, all these things. It, it grows their, their soul area. But what about the spirit man? So, worship helps your spirit man. I, I think, um, see, I, I've just really realized 
that those old songs ministered to my soul. I just really had a revelation thinking about that this week, how that works. Well, you know, you just think of something. I know, it's like a good old memory. It's not bad. I'm just saying it doesn't build your spirit up. It builds your soul up. Romans 12.1. We could look at that scripture. You know it. You're supposed to, we're supposed to present ourselves a living sacrifice. Present your body a living, holy sacrifice. It says that's your spiritual service of worship. It doesn't say anything about singing, does it? Another revelation. It doesn't say anything about singing. And then, do not be conformed to this world. You know how not to be conformed to this world? There's only one way. I'll read you a quote about it in a minute. It's be conformed to Jesus. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you'll prove, so you'll know what's good and perfect. So you'll know what the will of God is uh, in your life. I'll read you an Andrew Murray quote. Conformity to the world is overcome by nothing but conformity to Jesus. The spirit of the world is to seek oneself and the visible. In other words, seek what's good. What's good for me? What will help me? The spirit of Jesus is to live for God and the things that are invisible. See, I, I love that scripture in 1 uh, Corinthians uh, 2. I think it's verse 8 or 9. He said, the Spirit will reveal those things that your eye haven't seen, your ear hasn't heard, things that haven't entered into your heart, but the Spirit of God wants to reveal them to us. God wants to get what He knows, what He wants us to do, down to us, and He does that by His Spirit. So we've got to get our spirits where we can take hold of that. We can, we can learn that. We can uh, walk in that. We need to sing spiritual songs that minister to our spirits. Lord, we bless you and thank you. That's why we want, we've sent Judah first. Lord, your spirit rule and reign. Well, there's two awake. <laughs> Grandma and that little girl, and I'm glad. <laughs> when Jesus had prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, and then they showed up to arrest him, and Peter grabbed the sword and cut the high priest's servant's ear off, Jesus made a statement, and he said, but this hour and the powers of darkness are yours. That's what he said to his adversary that he was facing. Well, let me tell you, we're facing an adversary today. You're facing one in your life and your battles. And by the way, we got some books back there we haven't had for a long time. They're by Francis, Francis Frangipane. And they're called uh, The Three Battlegrounds. It's not a very big book, but it is loaded and Everyone should read that book. The battles you have in your mind, your home, and the church. I believe are the three, three areas. But it, it's, it's, a great, uh, it's a great book. But there, there is a battle going on. There was a battle in Jesus' day. There was a battle to stop what God wanted to do through him. There's a battle going on in your life to stop what God wants to do in your life. Johnny wanted to bring some other people this morning. There's a battle over them. There's a battle over them. There's a battle over your life. You want to? You decide you're going to start doing something God wants you to do. I promise you, for at least forty days, there'll be a battle over it. 
Jesus was in a battle for 40 days. There's, a, there's an unseen adversary. And so I, we need to walk in what God has for us today. There's a word called atonement. Atonement. To me, it's three little words. At one meant. Atonement. Atonement happened on the cross. The, a definition for atonement means reconciliation of the guilty by divine sacrifice. Reconciliation of the guilty by divine sacrifice. In other words, all mankind was guilty before God, and Jesus Christ was the divine sacrifice. He was the perfect sacrifice. At the cross, He appeased the wrath of God and made it possible... That didn't mean every person was born again. That means every person could be born again. Every person that would come to Jesus and accept what He's done for them, could repent of our sins, confess Him as Lord and Savior, that's the, the new birth. That's the uh, at-one-ment, the atonement that happened at the cross. At the cross, the atonement became reality that's where see everyone sins as far as god's concerned i said that appeased the wrath of god their sins were forgiven there's people just don't know it and they've never come to jesus to get that process ratified made real in their lives See, he's still that loving father that loved that prodigal. If you could relate that, you can tell people their sins are forgiven. They've just got to get to know God and to accept that. Listen, y'all, that baby's not bothering me. She's crying out because y'all aren't saying amen enough. <laughs> at, all right. at the cross, God reconciled the world to himself. That is still what the gospel is about. We, you know, I love... There's just many aspects to, the, to wh what we've got in the gospel. I mean, we've got our, our healing. We've got our provision. We sang about our provider in those songs this morning. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. But it still goes back to the bloody cross. It still took the best God had, and He still hates sin. Amen. And He always loves sinners. He always loves us. God has got a plan, and He's just looking for someone that'll want to walk with Him the way He wants us to walk. He's got the plan. He's got a purpose. He's got a design. You, I think John said that this morning over these kids. They've got the DNA of God within them. See, if He knew us before the foundation of the earth, if He knew us before He created the earth, He knew us, so He said, I've got to make a playground for my kids. <coughs> he created two people and put them in a perfect place, and they messed it up. When someone says, if there's a God, why is there such a mess? You take them back to the garden. See? God didn't mess it up. God didn't. He's just a good God. And to think how much He loves us. He loves us more than that mama loves that baby. That, that's pretty unexplainable. Amen. amen. I'm gonna, Grandma, just slap everybody. It's not saying amen. We'll get to going here. Grandma was... Some drive by whippings. <laughs> Look at Second Corinthians five nineteen.
God's on the move. Oh, you think we're not serious enough yet? You think we're not being holy, laughing? He laughs. Just take a deep breath. It's going to be all right. He's got it. What about that verse that God was in Christ? Think they're not one? It says God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. He's not counting your trespasses against you. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. We're to reconcile people. I, I've told you a story before. We, I went to Texas with two guys to pick up a trailer, and one guy had a horse down there he wanted to get. Well, he was a married man, and I didn't know that at the time that his this horse was with uh, uh, let me say a lady friend of his and we went to that place and picked up the horse and we pulled into town and we stopped in town we was going to get us coffee or cold drink or something and I was this was old time pickups I was sitting in the middle no I guess I was against the door and my door all at once flings open, and this lady, irate lady, reaches across me and is frailing the guy in the middle. Well, that was the guy that owned the horse that we'd picked up, and that was the lady that wanted the horse. So I went with her, and for the next hour or two, we tried to reconcile that situation. <laughs> We're to reconcile people that don't know their sins have been forgiven. If the, radical, if the prodigal can come home, radical can come home, everybody can come home if they'll just come home. If they'll just come to Father. Reconciliation. You think God and Jesus aren't the same? Look at that verse. Look at one. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Somebody asks you what, you what you do, you tell them, I'm an ambassador. I'm an ambassador. I heard a guy, his line was, I work for a Jewish carpenter. <laughs> therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. See, Johnny's been trying to get some people reconciled to God. That's the process. You ever have two friends that were out of joint with one another and you try to get them together? Therefore, we're ambassadors for Christ. See, that's our assignment. Verse 21. He made him. Now he is God. Him is Jesus. God made Jesus who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. To be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus took our sin and put His righteousness on us. He bore our sins in His body. 1 Peter 2.24 He Himself bore our sins in His body on the tree that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So that it talks about we can be healed. He himself bore our sins on the tree that we being dead to sin and made alive into righteousness and that by his stripes we were healed. But he bore, I've, I've thought about that a lot, he bore our sins in his body. See, the old Adamic sin nature is an e eternal thing. We were all born with it. See, you don't see a, 
backpack on somebody's life that's the, the old nature. It's an inward thing. And Jesus Christ, that's what he came to do away with that old nature. He defeated that old nature. He internalized that and put his righteousness on us. See, he restored us back to the Father so we could walk with him, we could know him, we could fellowship with him. We, we shouldn't fear coming into God's presence. We ought to look forward to coming into God's presence to know him, to know him as, as a father. Where, where is the reality of Christ in our lives? That's what he wants us, us to, to, to be. He says, you're, you're, you'll be a peculiar people. You're, you're just traveling through this earth. We're just here for a time period, but we're here to make a difference. We're here to take some with us to heaven. He's got such a good plan for you. He's got just as much plan for that baby, the youngest one, as he does for the oldest one here. He's got a plan and purpose. If we just believe that and, and, and walk in that. You know what? Jesus Christ left the throne for missions. He came on a mission. How would you like to walk around 33 years knowing your end was going to be on a cross? I mean, he had some great moments with 5,000 people or something like that. You know, in the natural, a preacher would think, yeah, I've got 5,000. I'm, I'm going to end up with millions of people listening to me. He ended up on the cross. He said, I came to be a servant to all. He was the most humble being. And yet, he was God in the flesh. And he's got a plan and purpose for us. Lord, we just bless you. That's why in Matthew, it talks about Matthew 10. If we confess him before men, he'll confess us before the Father. He'll say, Father, that one's mine. Father, that one's mine. That one's mine. He said, if we deny him before men, he'll deny us before the Father. We want to confess him before the Father. Lord, we bless you. We bless you. I've thought about this. You know, if getting to heaven was a train, if it took a train to get you there, you'd have to have a ticket. So we've got to know Jesus Christ. We've got to, we've got to know we've been born again. We need to know that we're about what he wants us to be about. That we are an ambassador for Christ. We're in the ministry of reconciliation. We're trying to get people that don't know Christ to know him. Amen. We're between Christ and that person. You know, it'd really be something when, uh, when you think about you're in heaven and you uh, think about a best friend, maybe even a family member that's not there. And you can't save anybody. You can't make somebody get saved. But I don't want to see my family there that I haven't talked to them and offered them a way to get to heaven. What they do with it's up to them. But we're going to give an account for those things. The Lord wants me to take you where he's, he's took me and some of you may be way beyond me. But He wants you to continue to grow in Him and to, and to be His ambassador. That's why He's got us all in different jobs. He doesn't particularly want you 
up here, and I, I love this thing. We've had it on Facebook about it. It's time to turn the stages in, into an altar in churches. Yeah. We've got away from being broken and coming to the altar. I don't know how long it's been since I've seen a man just really broken because of his sin or situation and come to the altar and cry out to God. Holy Spirit, just keep moving. Keep drawing us. Open our eyes to things we don't see and understand. See, we, we want the blessings, and they'll come. But He wants us to pursue Him. He wants us to be a real ambassador for Him. Let's just stand and worship Him. Lord, we bless You. We honor You. Lord, I lift up every need that's here. Lord, I pray... Holy Spirit, you guide us. You point out the areas that we need to bring to you. Lord, if we're away from you, you can be in the you can be in the building and be a prodigal. He wants you to allow him to be Lord of all. Are you an ambassador for Christ or are you just concerned about what you can get for you and yours? We need to be broken. Lord, forgive us for not being concerned about our neighbors, people we work with or whoever. Lord, we cry out to you for the lost in Skytook, in this region, the, the Christians that are unchurched. Lord, they're not part of your body. But Lord, today, just come to Jesus this morning. He'll teach you how to worship Him. How to walk with Him. He'll grow you in Him. Come join us at the altar this morning. Worship you. Because of who you are. He's God Almighty. That's why we worship Him. He's our Creator. He's our Father God. If you need prayer, you want someone to pray for you, just come. We'll be glad to pray with you. Turn it up a little bit, Alan. Lord, we cry out to you. Lord, we want to be the church you created us to be. Lord, we want you to trust us for your miracles to flow through us. First, the miracle of salvation. We bless you, Lord. Lord, we don't want to just be soulish. We want to be a spiritual people. He's worthy of all praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you. Because of who you are. It's a privilege to worship him. Father God, my heavenly Abba, my daddy, my creator. Is he that to you? If he's not, he will be if you'll come this morning and let him do that in you. Just come. Lord, we're crying out for you. We're crying out to you for the church, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in us, Lord. Bend us, mold us, 
breakfast. It's a good time to shout and praise Him. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. We can shout at horse shows and rodeos. We get too quiet in church with our praise. Come on. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. got a word to give was for Johnny back there with grandma Um, some of this I know that you're trying to figure out which way to go with your work I think that's right from what he told me but I don't know the Lord just gave me a scripture and it's about um a person that's trying to make a decision, they get unstable. But I don't think you're unstable, but I think the Lord is really wanting to get your mind straight on that. You know, because that's, we're in that soulish area. When you talk about your mind, your will, and your emotions, that's all in the soul area. And I know your heart is to do what the Spirit wants. And that's what I, I want to break off anything off of your mind that will not let you hear what the Spirit's saying. Because God really wants to speak to you about this. Because you're, I mean, if I had a lot of money, I'd hire you as a staff evangelist. That's just me. Now, that's not part of this prophecy. But because you're, that, you've got the heart of an evangelist. And the Lord wants to develop that. And, and maybe you need to stay where you are. I have no idea what you need to do. And I am not trying to tell you what to do. But I'm trying to get your mind cleared. Ask the Lord, the Lord to get your mind cleared so that you will make the right decisions. Because the Lord has his hand on you in a big way. And you have the Spirit of God on you now. And that spirit's not going to leave you. You're desperate for the Lord to speak to you. And that's what he's wanting to do. Give you clear direction. And I'm agreeing with God. He's going to give you clear direction. In Jesus' name. Amen. Any other word this morning?
Tony. We allow some groups to use our outer area for some meetings. And the Oklahoma 2A group, which is a, a gun rights company, has their meeting here tomorrow night. And they have uh, Jackson Lawmeyer as their speaker. And he's the one that's... Uh, running against James Langford. So if you want to hear him, it's open to anyone that wants to come. And that'll be at 6.30. Also, I think Sean Roberts will be here too. So that's tomorrow night at 6.30. Anybody wants to come. Lord, I speak blessings over the people. Holy Spirit, have your way. Guide us and lead us. And I speak blessings over them in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I look forward to Wednesday night. Just don't miss.